Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. And welcome back to another podcast. We are on episode 170, uh, season four. And this is on providing growth opportunities, or I guess you could call it professional growth. And it came up, uh, this is the time of year where there's all these conferences and getting into summer, there's all these conferences. And I'm talking about professional development conferences. And uh, ASCD, the Association for Supervision and Curriculum Development, we use a lot of their uh, research and materials and books and resources on this show. I've used them over the years, over my 30 plus years in education. Uh, Great stuff. And they just held their their massive uh, world conference uh, where people attend from all over the world. It's quite a conference, actually. Uh, I went for a lot of years, and it was an excellent conference, especially as a principal, to uh, get your feet wet in the latest research and the best experts in the field, which you should be around and you should be exposed to. And many districts uh, send people to those that conference, especially there are a lot of other conferences out there that you could be going to, but that one especially has a, a combination of everything together, uh, resources that you can actually purchase as well as a um, uh, professional fair with uh, uh, books and resources available and also a lot of guest speakers and different um, sessions that you can attend. The key is finding the sessions that actually are, pertain to your building and to the things that you're doing as a building and picking and choosing extremely well. I got pretty good at finding the right uh, sessions to go to that fit the things I was looking for, usually within positive behavior intervention supports, uh, more tools and working with students individually uh, and ways to help my teachers uh, grow and expand and increase their toolbox and capacity uh, to work with children. Uh, That was my goal. And I would go and take notes and use, uh, take, uh, get information. Uh, a lot of times following some of the experts that I had read a lot of their books and used a lot of their materials and wanted to hear more firsthand from them. So picking and choosing. It is an excellent conference and more districts should send, especially the principals to these. I know a lot of central office people go, but uh, the principals are the ones that really need to go because they're in the trenches of the building And they also need to be able to send staff and teachers who are also in the trenches because there are so many great uh, sessions on um, engagement and teaching skills and instructional strategies that they can come back re-energized. Budget-wise, it's tricky uh, planning for that. If you're a Title I building, sometimes you can use those funds. Sometimes you can find resources elsewhere. Uh, Sometimes you can find other funding sources, but it is... Um, sometimes a trick to find funding to be able to attend those sessions um, and those conferences. You can't usually afford to send a whole bunch of staff because a lot of times you need staff in the building. And at a time like this, uh, you want to keep staff in the building. But that's another reason to send staff is because you want staff to be happy. You want them to be motivated. Uh, you want them to feel encouraged and you want to help them to grow So by sending them out, you give them a chance to refresh and rebuild and re-energize. And the key factor there is when they come back is helping them to uh, present to staff and share out some of the things that they learned. I, as a principal, uh, my first 
probably in the first 10 years as a principal, I had a hard time leaving because I was in a high poverty building that had a lot of demands and a lot of stresses and we were doing a lot of interventions and working with a lot of different things, uh, getting out of that crisis mode and it was hard to feel comfortable enough to leave the building and to leave and leave it in the hands of an assistant because of all the things that could happen and often did happen. We had a lot of good interventions and supports built in and that is where I uh, ground my stone with the uh, positive behavior intervention supports and got better and better at working with students. But I think it was the last couple years there that I started uh, leaving for conferences and would bring back materials and send people to conferences. And uh, they were very good and I learned a lot of different things that I could use. Uh, another key was not uh, bringing home another whole initiative to start doing because we've talked about that on this show before as well and that's limiting the number of initiatives you have going as a building principal and uh, protecting your staff from some of the central office. You can be overwhelmed you know, with initiatives and things that you're doing and programs and a lot of times it's not necessarily a new program that's needed. It's fine-tuning some of the things that you have and narrowing them down refocusing them and uh, maybe even getting rid of, rid of some of the initiatives that uh, may not be doing what you think they're doing. And some of that is watching the data and being able to do a needs assessment and seeing what is actually happening. Because the best leaders help their staff grow and they do this in a lot of different ways, uh, not just sending them to conferences, but uh, we developed our strengths. We allowed people to work within their strength zone, knowing their strengths. And we've talked about that before on the show uh, with Gallup strengths and getting them in the right zone so that they can uh, work extremely well. And Sean Acor, we use a lot of his stuff and from his book, Big Potential, How Transforming the Pursuit of Success Raises Our Achievement, Happiness, and Well-Being. Uh, I think I've used this before. But he said, moreover, running with a positive group of people at work can make you more positive. And Gallup found that positive and engaged workers make 60% fewer errors, have 49% fewer accidents, and have a much lower 67% rate of absenteeism. Not to mention they are far more pleasant to be around, which means that everyone from colleagues to clients to those uh, looser but no less important connections wants to work and do business with them. If positivity and optimism are contagious, it stands to reason that there are also a myriad of benefits to surrounding yourself with positive influencers. And if you send people to conferences, if you give them training and help them to grow, you are turning them into a positive influence for the rest of your building. And that can benefit you in many ways. So as a principal, it's important that you support people help them to grow. They may get stronger than you in some areas, and that's okay. They actually strengthen your building by doing so. They may become an administrator. They may move on, and that's okay as well. You want them moving up. You want to be mentoring leaders. You want to be developing leaders. You want to have a cycle of developing leaders within your building so that your uh, leaders are developing leaders, and you're helping people to grow move on and you're continuing a cycle of growth within your building and you, if you do that people will want to come to your building you won't have the attendance problems that people have they will want to work for you they will want to work with you they will want to learn from you uh, those are some of the big things that you can do um, as you help people grow 
Uh, I want to read something from John Maxwell, the Maxwell Daily Reader, on self-improving. Uh, we live in a society with destination disease. Too many people want to do enough to arrive, and then they want to retire. My friend Kevin Myers says it this way, everyone is looking for a quick fix, but what they really need is fitness. People who look for fixes stop doing what's right when pressure is relieved. People who pursue fitness do what they should no matter what the circumstances are. People who are constantly improving themselves make three processes in an in an ongoing cycle in their lives. Preparation is the first one. Self-improving team, team players think about how they can improve today, not some far-off time in the future. When they get up in the morning, they ask themselves, what are my potential learning mo moments today? Then they try to seize the moments. At the end of the day, they ask themselves, what have I learned today that I need to learn more about tomorrow? If you have teachers that are interested in differentiation or... Uh, trauma-informed teaching or anything in that aspect or SEL, or you could send them to conferences or have them help them to get support and more information and help them to help train the rest of your staff and bring back some of those things. You're going to encourage the growth at a time where they're wanting to learn about something and it gives them the feeling of being a professional. If you can send your staff to stuff, it does treat them as professionals and allows them to grow and as long as it comes back and you can start to use some of the materials and might pick up some tidbits that can help you as a staff start to discuss and reorganize some initiatives that are already in place. Uh, number two is contemplation. I recently came across the following statement. If you study the lives of the truly great individuals who have influenced the world, you will find that in virtually every case, they spent considerable amounts of time alone contemplating, meditating, listening, time alone is essential to self-improvement. And I know if you're a teacher, if you're a principal, you're thinking, I never have time alone. Uh, when I had a, when I first became the principal of the uh, real large high poverty building, I remember the, the previous principal left me a laminated poster that somebody had handmade for her and it said, I want to be alone. And she said at the time, you're going to need this. And I said, what? And I was, she was laughing about it, and she's handing me this laminated poster, and she knew full well that there would be times when you needed a break from everybody. I never did use the poster, but her point was well taken, that you need to have a, a time to contemplate, as they were saying, meditate, to do some self-reflection, and think about the things in your life, as well as the things within your building and your leadership, and how they are going. And that can only be done through self-reflection and self-improvement. And self-improvement comes when we actually uh, take that challenge and move forward and work on change, uh, so to speak. And we've talked about change a little bit. In fact, the last ASCD uh, issue is all about change and leadership within change. There's a lot of research around that topic as well. The third area is application. Applying what you've learned is sometimes difficult because it requires change. Most people change only when one of the three things happens. They hurt enough that they have to, they learn enough that they want to, or they receive enough that they are able to. Your goal is to keep learning so that you want to change for the better every day. As a leader, you're always learning. And this is actually the 17 essential qualities of a team player. Uh, that's what it was taken from. John Maxwell, of course, as I said, and he finishes with learn something new today, reflect on what you have learned, and apply it as soon as possible. 
if you send people to that conference or if you have sent people to that conference or any other conference, make sure that they're getting a chance to debrief with staff, share some of the highlights and the excitement because their excitement can be contagious with the rest of your staff. Your excitement can be contagious with the rest of the staff if you share, especially as a leader. In fact, everything you do is contagious. So make sure to share those things that you're learning. Make sure to share to share the things that you bring back from those conferences. And you can be one of the best supports for your staff and continue to help them grow, continue to help them stay motivated, and continue to give them ownership in the instructional uh, process as well as the school improvement plan. If they are a part of the change within your building, uh, they will be more empowered to do the things that they need to do. If you give them ownership and the freedom to do these things, and I do mean the freedom to do these things, I still hear in buildings, I get out to a lot of buildings, and I still hear pockets within the building when I'm in different rooms or talking to teachers. Uh, the word micromanaging comes up so many times, it's not even funny. Uh, make sure that you're not a micromanager. Make sure that you're allowing the teachers to try new things and you're moving forward. That is so important. And also remember to limit those initiatives and fine tune some of the things that you're doing. And share from those conferences, send people to learn, help people to learn, help them to go to the in-services that are the in-services that fit the goals and the strategies of your building. I'm not talking about the district. I'm talking about your individual building, the characteristics of your building, the demographics of your building, the community, around you, the community within your building, the needs, the specific needs of your building and your population are what matter. And those are not the same as everybody's, even down the street. They're all different. So make sure that you're doing what you need to for your students and for your staff uh, to help them grow. And as we wrap up today, I want to go ahead and share a quote again. Uh, you cannot mandate productivity. You must provide the tools to let people be their best. And that was actually from Steve Jobs. Uh, great quote by Steve Jobs. And also, let's go ahead and end today. And as always, keep promoting effective leadership through productive culture changes. And until next time, let's remember to stay positive. Listening to Urban Principle. Leadership lessons brought to you by BrandAndersonConsulting.com.